fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lords or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike Hello and welcome folks to another episode of The Ashlers. I am Shashir and I am Ranesh. So it's nice to be back uh into our recording regimen uh the new year and another wonderful paper. So this is season 2 episode 6 and the paper that we are going to be reading in this particular episode is a very interesting paper. I actually enjoyed reading this. So let me tell you what the title is. The title of the paper is The Eternal Quest of a Freemason. And this is written by Right Worshipful Brother Rajiv Sethi. Brother Rajiv is from Lodge Fellowship number 140 under the Grand Lodge of India and this is in Ahmedabad. Now before we you know hand it over to Ranesh uh, to delve a little more about this I just want to share one little uh thing that i felt while reading this paper you know masonry is having tons and tons of knowledge uh there are many facets to this fraternity as many as one would like to see and if in case you're wondering what i'm trying to say i'll now hand it to ranesh and over the period of this particular episode i hope this little sentence what i mentioned uh will make sense in some way so with that rish over to you thank you very much uh, shishir you know the time when we both were discussing which will be the next paper and we came across this paper uh i actually missed reading the heading and i straight away dwelled into the first paragraph the second paragraph because that's what an uh, a mind which is trying to find out what exactly it contains does and my mistake in that the second time when you were talking about it you said okay very interesting bit we have got let's let's look into these aspect and that's when the two words when you uttered it eternal quest that kind of stood out and i was like okay let's just keep the paper aside for a minute and just try to figure out why did brother rajiv sethi use the word eternal and quest in it why couldn't it have been a journey of a freemason why couldn't it have been the duty of a freemason or things what a freemason does like something which is very simple word why was there so much weightage in that title and let's try to decipher it very simple the word eternal obviously means never ending 
that actually is what is going to help us understand what the paper is all about however the word quest now that's an interesting word why quest why not a journey why not a goal why not something which was as i said like a road of a freemason or whatever that is what do you mean by quest a quest literally means a journey towards a specific goal or mission that word serves as a plot device in mythology and fiction it's a journey towards a goal which has been taken by the main character it can be symbolic or it can be allegorical now tales of such quests have been available in our history in our folklore of every nation every ethnic culture let me just give you some examples rama's quest for sita the quest of noah and moses in literature too the object of a quest requires great exertion on the part of the main character who must overcome many obstacles typically including travel much travel uh again an example will be an ancient quest which was found in the epic of gilgamesh homer's odyssey perhaps the most famous quest is the search for the holy grail from the legend of king arthur uh one of the very uh, or rather one of the most important pieces of english literature is the medieval epic poem beowulf which tells the story of a warrior's quest to save a far away kingdom oh i love this another example this would be the most modern example or the more modern example of a quest the hobbit and the lord of the rings and if you are familiar with the search for the one ring or the great adventures which bilbo baggins took you definitely know what i mean by a true quest the moral of a quest tale the story which it actually has often centers on the changed character of the hero and that i feel is most important when you read the paper with that opening let's just talk a bit more about the content and i will ask shishir to read the starting portion thank you ranesh that was very well articulated and before i read the first few paragraphs of this wonderful paper uh, let me give one more a little more modern example of a quest now i i don't consider myself as a you know a very serious gamer or or anything but for any brethren out there or any listeners out there who are into gaming i think about the open world games where you have quests the main quest and then you have side quests and what not well i hope that helps you draw a parallel now yeah <laughs> <laughs> now uh, coming back to the paper let me read the first three paragraphs and uh, i hope that sets the tone eternal quest of a freemason freemasonry was not created to teach the simple lessons which have been available to us from our earliest childhood brotherly love truth temperance and justice aren't the special province of masonry our parents and schools all taught these lessons we don't have to become masons to learn the volume of sacred laws contained valuable truths all great religions of the world preach morals compassion and charity and have subsisted through millennia on the other hand many institutions which have preached and practiced these admirable virtues in abundant measures have become defunct after some time this is proof enough that there is more to religion than mere ceremonizing on morality and virtue it fulfills a need an innate uh, need in every man to realize the eternal truth or satyam 
as candidates for initiation when we sought admission to the lords we also sought admission into ourselves to improve ourselves mentally and spiritually we were seeking to know ourselves which is one of the most difficult and most important things one can do in life in fact what a freemason seeks is light beyond darkness to know oneself and to improve oneself hmm wow uh, <laughs> when uh, the second time when i read this the, not not at the first time but the second time when i read this it actually gives me that kind of the weightage which the paper actually has it kind of tells you that sometimes things are very simple it might sound very silly but it is actually simple and that but that simple answer right needs a lot of work and that simple answers quest to sorry to find that simple answer is the quest which we are going through and just to add to this point uh, and reading again from the paper the eternal quest of a freemason is very well defined by one of the lines which we have to seek for that which was lost which by your instruction and our own industry we hope to find now this line is symbolic since freemasonry teaches its lesson by symbols and allegory through the experience of the ceremonies which are available and through this being reflective as a thought on them and on us we kind of understand what it means ideally anyone can understand the simpler superficial meaning of our symbols and even our ceremonies but the deeper meanings contained in them may require a lifetime and hence the word eternal is emphasized in this paper now when you analyze this line which we said right to seek for that which was lost which by your instruction in our own industry we hope to find it clearly states the very essence of the teaching all men in this world are in search of something in their own nature that they have lost now as uh, mentioned by shishir in the first portion right the paper where these teachings are easily available because we have been we have been learning that either through our parents to our teachers in schools through our friends we have been but somehow we have lost them as well people who still remember those things kudos to you because you have been able to manage that but there are some folks who have not been able to remember those things why because of this layers and layers of i would say pollution which is there in our mind in our heart and to remove that layer such things are required and that by proper instruction and by our own efforts we will hope or rather we hope to discover them so renish let me ask a straight question here what is it that is lost and why is freemasonry striving and going on an eternal quest <laughs> hoping to find it do you want to elaborate a little bit on that again coming back to the paper freemasonry like all great religion is man's quest for truth that is exactly what a man has been trying to do we had our stone age our bronze age iron age and so many of those periods and in each of these periods what was man trying to do he was trying to make his life a bit easier but then came a time you know the age of enlightenment if you actually notice it, you can go back to ancient india or ancient greek greece or ancient egypt you will find out that there was an age of enlightenment where a person or a man was just literally 
just sitting and just gazing at the stars or trying to find out what it actually means and that my listeners is the quest to understand that truth freemasonry has some three interesting words brotherly love relief and truth uh, brotherly love doesn't mean just for the brother it's basically human love like loving your person around you like helping them doing something for them or at least having the respect for them that's what exactly brotherly love means relief again is literally the word relief which means helping them now truth is the most important of these three on which this entire order is founded brotherly love and relief are the precursory or may would say preparatory to it its symbols allegory ceremonials all in all their richness and variety are meant to awaken in every one of us a desire to know that truth and guide him in the search for it and that my listeners is what we are talking about interesting let me add uh, one personal anecdote when i initially joined masonry like my first few months i asked one of the brethren in my lodge and my and i'm paraphrasing because this is like around 4 5 years back uh i asked him that uh, how does one go around improving oneself and his straight answer was you can make it as easy or hard as long or short as you want to be or as much as how you want to make it it's up to you basically um i can share how i want to plan it but that's my journey not yours it may not work for you it may work for you who knows you won't know until you try now that at that point in time did not hit me that hard because i didn't quite understand what i have got myself into <laughs> you know uh, since we just have one meeting per month you know you you can only recall so much out of the you know different meetings and ceremonies that we have so i was fairly new into masonry and you know having seen uh, it for what it truly is um i was still taking it in and absorbing and trying to understand and all that but few years down the line and i would say this podcast is one of those uh, channels you know that i've discovered uh, where improving oneself and like we are talking in this paper about that quest the journey right uh, this podcast is one of the manifestations of that at least for me personally at a personal level now uh, we have been saying that this truth is something mm-hmm. that is right uh, it, it features quite prominently in what we have Uh, discussed so far so let me read a few lines now from the paper and I'll, and you know we both will elaborate on that the truth that masonry teaches is that most interesting of human studies it is the most interesting of human studies let me repeat the knowledge of oneself knowing who you are as a person as a human being is one of the most interesting of a human study there is an inner light a divinity in each of us which is a genuine secret of a master mason or a general human being and which in our present state of darkness or ignorance is lost to us masonry teaches us that the sole purpose of our existence is to seek that which was lost the principles of masonry are taught at two levels exoteric and esoteric 
its moral and ethical teachings expound the duties of what we as masons or people have towards god our neighbors and ourselves and it is demonstrated by simple ceremonies and explicitly explained by using the different tools and symbols we have masonry or even the simple teachings in our you know uh, volumes of sacred law or relig- religious books or teachings of the great people of the past now if i were to delve a little more into this whole thing of truth what is the truth let me give a line here and rinesh feel free to add to this yeah the truth is knowing oneself if you can't be honest to yourself whom are you going to be honest to that was a line that a friend of mine once told me very very long back when we were in school i must really hand it to his level of maturity but you know that line for some reason or the other stuck with me even today and the more i think about it the more i realize how true that sentence is if you can't be honest to yourself how are you going to be honest to anybody else if you know that you have an opportunity to improve yourself but you are purposely just fooling around with yourself saying no no it's fine that's just the way i am then you will never improve and it will show in who you are as a person in your work in all facets of your life right now if one were to truly look at who they are as a person and recognize that they are not perfect but at the same time make an effort to improve who they are i think that is the eternal truth hmm. eternal why i say because we can never be 100% perfect but that does not mean that we cannot make an effort to at least be 99.99% perfect right and that's not an easy journey speak to any smoker <laughs> speak to any smoker and ask them why are you smoking they'll give you 10 reasons there's a good chance some of them might even tell you a tale or two about when they quit or how they how they have been trying to quit and yet they have a cigarette in their hands at that moment in time right but is it impossible to quit well it is possible to quit is the journey easy well not really people could again pick up the cigarette maybe after 10 years 20 years of not smoking at all it's quite possible but then realizing that one might do that and prepare oneself to guard oneself against such uh, you know uh, lapses might help them to not pick up that cigarette once again hmm. so with that um, rinesh what are your thoughts on this i completely agree with everything which you have said because that point which you mentioned right the most interesting of human studies is the knowledge of oneself that's actually is very heavy you know uh, when you stand in front of the mirror you see yourself let's say if you are actually alone at that moment you will and if you obviously do not have any thoughts in your head at that moment you will actually start trying to think what are you doing in your life and no matter what your age is at that moment let, let's say you are a teenager at that time and you're thinking until and unless you're not thinking about something else to do you will start thinking about what you are doing at that moment and when you stand in front of the mirror when you look at yourself it's just you and that image of yours that's when you start questioning that image am i doing the right thing am i actually in the right career path am i actually in the right uh, 
personal path which i have taken what exactly is happening and that just trying to understand that is difficult than rocket science honestly speaking you can still sit in a classroom learn whatever maths you want to learn maybe physics might be easier maybe even computer programming might be easier for you or it might take some time but you will eventually get it but trying to understand yourself and what you have been doing and whether it is right or wrong that's really difficult actually and as ashish mentioned right that freemasonry brings certain tools as symbols and explains those things why are those required because in this journey of finding ourselves we need a mechanism we need something to work on uh, sorry not work, something to work on we need something which we can use to work on ourselves and that is as per me two things one is a group a group of or rather a band of brothers i would say who actually can help each other in understanding with whatever facets of life whatever place you are in right now as well as some of these tools which kind of gives you that explanation like the way we started the paper with talking about the school teachings your parents teaching your friends teaching you something similar is required in today's date and not just talking about what is what is going on in the next uh, in netflix or uh, disney plus or what's going on over there but more than that now these symbols impress their moral teachings on our minds and when do we see that we see that in freemasonry how do we see that when we attend meetings we see those tools lying in front of us when somebody is explaining those tools that meaning of the tools is imbibed in us why because you listen to it regularly and the more you listen to it the more you understand it it might be different for shishir it might be different for me but there will be a path and it acts as a constant reminder to practice them in thought as well as in deed quoting the paper here again all symbols are capable of more than one interpretation that's why i said that shishir might understand it better i might understand it in completely different manner but you know imagine just when we both are sitting and talking about it or maybe something some interaction happens and he brings those tools with his personal life uh, anecdote right that's when it suddenly hits you like wow this is an interesting point and why did i not think of that or when i share some uh, life experience which i have gone through he will be able to correlate that with something and that's where your band of brothers come together now we freemasonry call ourselves speculative because we have a beginning from the operative masons but today we are no longer those stone masons so we don't do any of those build, making buildings and everything so as a speculative masons we are enjoined to contemplate these symbols and discover deeper hidden meanings as we make further progress in them and that happens with dialogue that happens with going to the meetings or seeing those things or everything whatever you can think of let me uh, you know paraphrase a few lines from the paper and it tries to you know in a sense uh, say where we as human beings as people start and where we should be headed now when we are born essentially we have a mind that is unformed unformed in the sense we do not have knowledge of anything we are just merely uh, surviving we have our parents to take care of us and everything but as an individual which is just born that brain is learning it is observing and it is you know just doing everything in its power to ensure that this tiny little body is able to survive now 
as we grow as the years go by one by one one by one you know we uh, enter school we start learning the alphabet we start learning the basics uh, the building blocks of knowledge are imparted to us then we come into a teenage where a lot many new developments happen a lot many new avenues open in our minds and bodies right the the development happens essentially uh, and then we get into adulthood which is a whole different ball game by itself right so very essentially three very broad uh, ways that a human develops and goes through life but what happens what is common through all these three main stages of human life we are constantly learning but two things what we learn what we observe what we see what we are told forms the basis of our personality forms the basis of who we are as a person what we make out of it defines what we say what we think what we do now if we take the teachings of mahatma gandhi he said i mean his whole idea was around non violence back then or even today if you tell someone hey non violence is a thing they may not even pay attention to it some might pay attention to it the key point is why would someone pay attention or not pay attention to it purely depends on who they are as a person right purely depends on how they have understood interpreted and internalized the knowledge the observations that they have had through life now as that goes around for good or for bad you know and now in this case let's go on the positive side of things you are absorbing all this knowledge you are recognizing who you are as a person you understand who you are as a person in the community and how you affect a community right you grow from there and that knowledge or light is something that takes you away from ignorance takes you away from the negativities and helps you see the truth the truth is that we as a people are here on this planet to make sure that not to that not only we live in a certain you know good manner but also the community that we live in is being affected positively by your actions that is what transcends from an individual to a community at large the restoration of light that is like the climax renish any thoughts yeah no i i think uh, you put it perfectly well and i feel when we talk about freemasonry right and as uh, shishir mentioned about the whole being born and then you obviously your uh, teenage years and then adulthood all these things are there and that's exactly what freemasonry ceremony talks about the first stage of our existence which is birth there are certain symbols there are certain answers there are certain ways which we talk about them which kind of emphasizes on what we are ignorant right that's what shishir added uh during the second uh, the, the passing of the journey between like first to third degree and the second degree which is there there are some two symbols which are very interesting and i just want to add two lines on that one is the two pillars and one is a winding staircase everybody knows about it but it's it's easily available please google it and you will find out that the two pillars literally are like opposites or the duality in your life 
good and bad pleasure and uh, problems victory and defeat wealth and poverty everything similarly a winding staircase right represents our instinct to rise to excel to explore the unknown it's literally climbing up and that as i think shishir you beautifully put it and uh, thanks to the paper the quest for truth light and knowledge is depicted in freemasonry and that is exactly what our quest is all about to find that truth we might find it or we might not but at least we'll be in that journey of doing something about it and that is what i feel the paper talks about yeah completely agree and finally let me come towards you know um, towards the ending of the paper and i'll read this paragraph from there each man who has learned the lessons of the first two degrees comes to realize that there is still something missing he has subdued his passions has become a spiritual person but has not yet taken that final step and come to know his soul he has no connection with the deity and knows he is incomplete without it this is what is lost and it is what we hope to find by persevering to the end in our eternal quest as a freemason the quest for truth light and knowledge is depicted as a drama in masonry now let me delve on this a little bit and i like the part where he says the final step is to uh, you know come to know his soul mm. yeah now a question to our listeners what is this soul what do you think who do you think where do you think this soul resides well let me uh, bring up another one line that i heard and i'm paraphrasing here but uh, the line goes something like this that my body is my temple why would someone say that their body is their temple who resides within a temple or a church or a mosque or anything well it's the deity the that one power that you hold a loft that you look up to that you pray to whom you hope is the one who protects you hmm. in my mind the soul is nothing but that now we get worldly knowledge through our parents through our spiritual teachers and everyone generally around us we know that 1 plus 1 equals 2 it's not equals 3 we know that after a it's the letter b that comes those are all good you know it's great for rhetoric it's great for mathematics and what not but the soul aspect comes when you know that 1 plus 1 equals 2 could be a matter of saving life of someone simple example a doctor operating on a heart patient misinterprets a reading on the on one of his devices which is out there and makes a wrong judgment and the patient dies that is the soul part of it what i'm trying to get at is that knowing 1 plus 1 2 is superficial but knowing what it can entail in what situation in any facet of life 
that is a soul part of it the repercussions the consequences of that knowledge how it can be applied how it can be abused how to avoid such an abuse that is the soul part of it loving people is great but genuinely understanding what it means when you love someone and when i say love i'm not just talking about romantic relationship or anything but in general the you know love between human beings what is that entail i think that is important once we go beyond the superficial and dive deep into the heart of the matter is when we recognize the power that we hold as human beings that's when we realize the power of our actions one kind word to a colleague in your office who might be having a bad day you may never know how much it might uplift that person's uh, feelings and thoughts maybe at that point in time he or she just had to hear one positive word from someone you happen to be that one person and now that person's day is a little bit better knowing that your kind words or just a simple smile might help someone is the soul part of it that is the soul renish what do you think i think uh, we have become a bit wiser thanks to this paper i would say that <laughs> you know why <laughs> when we started uh, uh, recording this as well right at the start we obviously when we were doing our prep work the thought which we had and by the time we started talking about it the thought which we have is a bit different right and that is thanks to the fact that you and me are having that dialogue you and me have read that paper and understood and i would encourage all of our listeners to please reach out to us get in touch with us so that you can get this paper brethren use this paper as part of your masonic education so that you can share this among your lodge brethren if possible if you are having physical meetings it will hardly take you 10 minutes to read this paper or maximum 15 minutes if you're going slow by but 15 minutes of this knowledge is not easy to get on a regular day so you might as well take this opportunity we are bringing this to you so that because we loved reading this and that's when we realized you know what this is the one which we would like to share and let's share this with the world i think uh, shishir you have put it beautifully with the real life examples which is there and that is exactly what it is all about the the fact of the matter is that we really need to do something more than what we have been doing yes we have been doing our duty in our house in our family as well as in our office maybe in the society and that's absolutely perfect that's exactly what we are supposed to be doing and when you suddenly sit back and realize that there might be something more than what i have been doing maybe that is what the truth or that is what your quest should be and just try to go in that quest and find out you will find fellow travelers or you might be alone but if you start the journey and let's say there is somebody else who also feels that he's alone if you start the journey that person will look at you and say okay at least i have somebody with me now let me also start and that would be the way we actually take this world to a better place to a place where the current problems which we feel is there will start reducing because when we see the other person as our equal everything becomes normal and that's what we in freemason always talk about always on the level that's it from me very perfectly put and uh, in closing i'll just go back to the sentence i said at the very beginning of this about you know uh, having several different facets so here's the thing right um if i were to pick up an example of renation myself 
we both are on this journey of improving ourselves in various different ways this podcast is one of those ways that turned out to be a common ground between both of us that being said how uh, you know um, how we take this forward how we get people involved is again completely up to those who want to participate in this journey along with us and like rinesh mentioned it's an open invitation to any brother out there who would like to get their papers in our podcast like how we are having brother uh, sethi's paper reading here is there if there is anyone out there feel free to reach out to us our email um, is in our show notes uh, we share links every time the episode is out so uh, feel free to share that among Uh, masons and non masons as well because our podcast is not centered just for freemasons it is for the entire world anyone who's interested uh, can listen to us so it's an open platform for people who can gain knowledge who can ask questions and seek answers so with that my sincere sincere thanks to brother rajiv sethi for allowing us to share this paper with the world and to be very honest when i was reading this i was delighted i mean that's the word i would like to use i was delighted because it resonated so well and brethren i would highly encourage to seek out this paper we would love to share it with you right uh, please read this it's just a three page uh, paper and we have you know paraphrased quite a bit of it we have read a few paragraphs but there's a lot more into it and believe me you read this you will actually enjoy and that will be a very delightful 15 or 10 minutes depending on how quickly you read uh, but it will be a very good time of your day i in fact i was telling my wife also that very rarely a paper comes across and you feel amazing having read it and this is one of those so with that uh, thank you uh, rinesh for your time as well and thank you listeners for your time and uh, yeah so that would be myself shishir signing off thank you very much well that just about wraps it up folks we sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of freemasonry and what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the gentle craft if you have any queries about what we shared on this episode or generally on this podcast or even about freemasonry please check out the show notes for links to the grand lords of india's website or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode things and a warm welcome to you we're glad that you could join us on the ashlers podcast a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through masonic paper readings discussions interviews and more Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one. 
which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any Grand Lodge or constitutions thereof. Best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non-Masons alike. Hey guys, before I begin today's topic, I want to let you know a little something about Hub Hopper Studio. You know, this podcast is hosted on Hub Hopper Studio. That is H-U-B-H-O-P-P-E-R studio.com. It is India's leading hosting and distribution platform for many podcasts. The platform is absolutely free and it helps me reach out to the right Indian audience by not only getting it on audio streaming platforms such as Spotify and Google Podcasts, but even on Indian platforms such as Ghana, Wink Music and many more.